All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick. God, just thank you for Jeff. Thank you for this time. Thank you for a chance to devote a little bit of time today to just how to keep our eyes open even better for those that you've selected to help further this ministry. Thank you for a wonderful way to serve you and to serve um, your people and those that don't know you. And I pray that we will have the eyes that you have to see who needs to be involved with this ministry. Bless this time ahead and uh, help the dialogue to be good and uplifting and encouraging for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mark. And I, I think that's a, a great opening prayer here as we, the topic for this morning for our Talent Advancement podcast is on um, what I titled Regular Rest and Restoration. Um, and you talked about giving us the ability um, to see and hear. And I think we can do that when we are rested and restored. And it's more difficult when we're busy and, uh, and running around. So um, I did a quick study, not study, I, I looked up the, <clears throat> the etymology of the words rest and restoration. And uh, I found out something fascinating. They have absolutely nothing in common from an etymology standpoint at all. They just happen to have the same letters in the, in the word. That was a poor attempt at humor. But I did think about those two words <clears throat> and um, some synonyms for rest. Um, relax this is the verb of rest to relax sleep or idle and then the noun for rest would be leisure respite breathing uh, pardon me breathing space and and those were a few of those words really hit me and and are we doing uh, a good job resting so that we can be prepared for what god has in store whether it's at uh work in ministry or home which is the second piece. There's really two areas I want to unpack today. Um, the other word restore has rehabilitate, uh, bring back, repair, mend, or recondition. And I can tell you from, from personal experience, there's times where I need to be rehabilitated, uh, restored, reconditioned, or brought back just through being run down, um, through doing too much, through overscheduling. Um, and so I think for all of us, if you're like me, you may have some of those um, similar thoughts there. So the three areas to think about rest and restoration here are self, and then as a leader or supervisor in ministry, and the last area is at home, um, as you lead yourself at home. So uh, the first two I was really thinking about in the context of work, the last one um, being at home, but all three I think being equally important. And so. <clears throat> Two scriptures, very familiar uh, to you, I'm sure, but we'll read them. First one is Mark 4, 35 to 40. Again, Mark 4, 35 to 40. Uh, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And so I think of the example here of, of Jesus sleeping, resting amidst the storm, which could be our daily lives, um, whether it's a positive storm or a negative storm. Um, and, and I think for positive, could be a lot of good stuff happening, but nonetheless can be draining on us. The second is Matthew 14, verses 22 and 23. 
Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And so I think Jesus is giving us examples of how he wants us to make sure we're doing regular rest and restoration, never mind the Sabbath after creating this amazing earth. And so I guess the first question I have here um, for the group, and we'll have an open dialogue here, is who rests really well here on this call? And if you do, how do you rest well? It'd be bad news if nobody has an example, or great news because we found an opportunity. Man, I, I have fell asleep. I was so tired when you was talking. <laughs> I'm just playing. This is great, Jeff. Thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I'm jumping a gun and what I'm going to say, but I I do know how to detach. Um, I just learned it years ago. Just, man, I'm watching my wife in a new season, and I'm like, girl, I'm trying to help you. And she gets a little bit mad because... Oh, you just got muted, Pastor Frank. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, that I was just saying, you know, on my wife, I'll be watching her, and I'm like, girl, you you super zealous for this, and you excited, but I see you putting, your, like, you're not creating the pro- proper boundaries. And these, you know, nowadays with people wanting to meet, sometimes you in ministry, so people can't meet nine to five. They want to meet in the evenings and we're empty nesters, you know, for a long time. So we have that time in the evening and you just, man, it's just everywhere. And I'm trying to really help her to learn how to detach on it. So I, I've just done for me is just putting my phone down. It's just getting rid of it. It's not looking at it muting it, um, you know, just totally detaching for whatever. Like if I'm going, you know, whatever's fun for me, I, you know, sorry, like, you know, things that's fun for me is watching a movie because I can really detach or, you know, uh, watching a game. And that's just, that's me. That's, that's, those are my, my, so, my fun times. So let me, so you just gave two examples there of, maybe things you do alone, right? Is a part of detaching. So yeah. the question is, do you have to be alone to rest and detach? No, no. I mean, like a lot of times, you know, I, I, I always try to invite my wife first. Like I, I really don't, <laughs> there's a joke at our, my church, you know, you know, I don't have any friends. Like I just, you know, which there's some truth to it, which can be kind of sad, but like with with my wife, I just say, "Hey, you want to detach with me? Like, put your phone away. Let's eat. Let's go out. Let's look into each other's eyes. Even if you know, if it's for two or three hours, like just done." She falls asleep a lot earlier than me. Now that's the part where I'll shut up and listen. Rest, like detaching, is good. Sleeping for me, eh, not so good. You know, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's all. I just, I'm just throwing in the, the phone part that really, hell, I could go to vacation for three days just by burying my phone. 
and stay home. <laughs> that's, that's good. You know, for me as an extrovert, um, I'm filled up by being with other people. So my restoration or my rest sometimes is actually just hanging out with people. And for others, and you'll know this for yourself, it may be just true quiet time. Um, it may mean just, um, you know, retreating on your own to, to, to take that time. So I don't want people to think that you can't be restored or you can't rest while being with others. Uh, sometimes for me, being alone is actually, it takes a lot of energy uh, mm. for me. So I just wanted to, to toss that out to That's the group. Yeah. So do you, um, are folks here intentional about resting? Which seems odd even as I say it out loud here, but are you intentional about, about resting? I think, I think with anything dealing with ministry and life, you kind of have to be intentional because life can scoots by at a constant rate. So you're either going to miss it or you get to rest up so you can pay attention to what, what's going on. For me, the biggest uh, caveat I learned was at DD1 when um, we, learned, we, we got taught the piece on margin, creating margin in your life. And the best thing I, I did was utilize my schedule better. I'm, I'm terrible at scheduling stuff. But learning that skill so that I can say, no, I'm not going to do this. Like tomorrow, I'm cutting off early because I'm actually playing in a school concert with my son at his school. We're playing the same instrument together. So I'm, I'm knocking off at like three o'clock. That's rest for me because I'm investing in my family away from the work. So it's only going to enhance the work, but I have to be, you have to be intentional about it. If you're not, it's, you're just not going to be rested and you're not going to accomplish anything either. I, I love when you have this idea of the flow of a particular meeting and how it'll go. And then somebody unscripted just takes you right down that path. So Mark, thank you for, for that. My next question was, what are your rhythms, right? And do people have rhythms that on a daily or weekly basis are built in this concept of rest, right? And to be able to restore yourself. And so you said that, and the other part you were alluding to there and pastor Frank did as well is um, ministry has a huge overlap in personal time. And then what would be the nine to five, uh, job that others may have in different professions or vocations. And so if it's meeting with somebody early for a huddle in the morning or late after a game or whatever it may be, or, or a crisis, right, that somebody's going through, um, it's so easy for those things to blend together. And it's so easy for us to say it's important to keep going and not stop, right, as a part of that. So have you built it in? So the next question is, if we take it from there, so we've talked about self, and for those of you that have a team, which many of you do, um, that you supervise, um, who here monitors their team in terms of how well they're resting? And if so, how do you, how do you tell? How do you know? Man, that's a great, great question. I, I can't say that I am monitoring my team. Um, but I need to, I, you know, I think about tending to put myself on a, on track in terms of this, but, um, I know that some of my team members take personal retreats here and there, um, which I always approve of, but I don't necessarily intentionally act and put something out there for them. So I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Good. Are there other ways that people, I mean, how might you tell if you don't do it right now? How might you monitor or tell? Maybe both, I'll ask the question first. How can you tell if somebody's really well rested? And conversely, how can you tell if somebody's just 
you know, just just running flat out and um, and doesn't have any gas left in the tank. I I listen to them because once once they start getting real whiny, I know. Like so, I do know all my guys' schedule, like where they at right now. So. You know, and I and I really do because I'm so intentional about it. I try to tell them because, you know, I work with, you know, six of my seven guys are part-timers, you know. And so yep. I know they're, like, extremely busy. They about it. New York City life, too, gets a little crazy. So, mm. you know, it's, it's cool. I've had that conversation with all of them because <laughs> selfishly is me – trying to remind them to give me my space in a sense, you know? So I kind of do the reverse deal. Like, Hey man, you know, I'm going to be out when, you know, when you get in your rest, you're going out with your, with, with your wife, you know, all of them, except for one dude is uh, married. So, you know, it's, it's a serious juggling act there, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I know, I know my guys. Well, I talk to them every week and, um, and uh, can tell, I mean, except for one guy, and you know him, Jeff, we've been trying to, like, light him up a little bit. He's, he's, uh, he might be getting too much rest. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that side of things, but you're right. There could be a complacency, right, or something along those lines as mm-hmm. well. Especially so when making our own schedule. Right. You're absolutely right. So this is good. So this is, I just think about um, just making sure that we are monitoring our team. Uh, and teams at that, and even your peers. So there's interaction that um, that I may have. My goodness, I even think you know, even the the, the inverse, if that's the right word. You know, I look at Sean and go, "How is he doing? Is he resting appropriately? Is he able to lead well um, as a result of being rested?" Or sometimes I'll see him and go, "Man, how are you doing? And um, do you need some rest?" Right? I don't think I ask in that way, but I certainly challenge to make sure that that he's doing well. The other question here is for us, maybe the challenge is to make sure that we're modeling this behavior as well. So if we would agree, and I, I should have asked this, yet I'll, I'll assume there's a virtual nodding of heads, that the rest and restoration for us is important. If our goal is to be more Christ-like, then if he's modeling them, that for us, then we ought to be agreeing that's important. And then are we modeling that for, for our team so they see it? And also, I think you give your team a good uh, bit of permission to do that. Because oftentimes, if they see a supervisor running flat out, that's their expectation, is that they need to do that and may not feel that they have permission to ask, as Janine said, for a retreat, for a sabbatical, um, for some time uh, to check out early to go play the same instrument as their kid, right, as a part of that. So that leads us to really the third area, which is um, we talked about the overlap in in ministry between our, our, you know, work lives and our home lives. And so the question is, do we think that this rest as a part of our family um, is more or less important than it is uh, in terms of our, our vocation? I think nobody wants to say that it's more important for fear that one of their colleagues is going to go, wait a second. All right. Pastor Frank said more important. Mark Jones came off of you. I think it, I think it's more important because something that I've always said since, since I came in FCA is that my family came before the ministry. It's going to come after it. Hmm. 
And so my investment time in there is much more important, especially when in the situation uh, where I got young kids in the house, I need to have that separated time. I include them in what I do in the ministry. I'll bring them the huddles and stuff because they love that and they feel like they're a part of it. But when I can carve time away from the ministry, for example, a lot of days I'll knock off a little bit early at three o'clock when they get home from school. So I can be with them. I could be with Denise cause they all come home at the same time. Yeah. But then I can pick up my computer later and keep working once they're heading to bed and stuff. But in those hours I can really just, how was your day? And that's time where I'm saying you're more important. I'm going to put down what I got going now. That's going to benefit the ministry because it puts it in its proper perspective and it puts them in their proper perspective too. That's my thought. I like it. So Mark's given some practical examples of, of how to do this at home. Um, for me, I think the word intentional keeps coming back up to me over the past several weeks. So God's trying to tell me something, I'm sure. Um, I need to listen better. But I think about, for me, talking with Becky, my wife, um, and letting her know that I want, you know, telling her I want to be more restful, um, that I want to make sure that we're slowing down as a family and partnering in that way. And maybe that's something you can do even thinking back to the work side is letting your team know that and cultivating that culture as a part of it and giving each other permission. But for me, um, Becky's much better at this than I am. I am a, a very much run flat out until you sort of, she'll know it is I'll get sick. Um, I'll be short uh, with people in situations. And, you know, I think about when I'm well rested and, and life happens, um, I'm more prepared to handle it in a relaxed fashion. And when, um, if I'm exhausted and life happens, uh, I'm, I'm, my fuse is very short uh, and I'm quick to react. That could be at work uh, with somebody. It could be, uh, could be at home um, and it can be you know, damaging and that could be a, you, know, you know, small or larger in the way you react in those situations. So just, this, just bringing back the concept of rest is important. And for us at home uh, with, with, Kids, my, our son's becoming a teenager this uh, month, holy cow. But when I think about, you know, kids and the schedules um, and, and all the, the, the schoolwork that comes a part of that and supporting them, and, and then you get into, well, I've got a Bible study I'm a part of, and I'm going to volunteer too because that's good stuff. And, uh, and our kids do sports, that's great. Maybe you even play sports, and it's great release. Exercise is one way, I think, as well of resting, interestingly enough. And maybe you coach is a part of that. So all of these things are good, right? Individually and on the surface. But are you overscheduled um, for you? And are you allowing your, your kids to be or your families? Um, it's great to be a part of a small group in a Bible study, but maybe there's a new one you're trying to get off the ground. And is it too much in that area? So I think taking a step back and taking a look at how things are going at home, uh, I think is really important. Um, Received a letter in the mail. I did a retreat recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was around John Eldred's and, and Ransomed Heart. And um, as a part of doing the survey, we received a letter in the mail uh, from John Eldridge. I'm quite certain it wasn't a one-to-one -one letter that he thought enough of Jeff Miller attending that he would send it uh, personally to me. However, it was really interesting. It was the concept of transitioning and you know how our souls how we're built um uh as a part of this and so you know when we think about this if i were to ask right now how many people have i know mike vining's answer already how many people when this call ends will go directly to a 9 30 meeting 
almost everybody will go directly to 9.30. And I'm going to a 10 o'clock thereafter. And I know I'm going to have an 11. I'm going to need to grab some lunch. Probably not going to rest. Maybe that my desk is a part of that. And so I'm going to bounce from one thing to the next. And by the way, I'm going to be coming in hot home. Brady's got a concert tonight. My in-laws are coming in. And I just, I could go from one thing to the next really quickly without, <laughs> without transitioning, taking a moment, taking a deep breath. And um, <laughs> there's, a, toward the end of the letter that he sent, and it's online as well, for anybody who wants the link, please let me know. But uh, John Aldridge says, we are forcing our souls through multiple gear changes each day, each hour. And after years of this, we wonder why we aren't even sure what to say when a friend genuinely inquires, how are you? We don't really know. We aren't sure what we feel anymore. We live at one speed, go. All the subtleties of human experience have been forced into one state of being. Mercy, no soul was meant to live like this. And so there's practical things that we can do to rest and to restore ourselves. Um, I think built-in rhythms, whether it's daily or weekly, maybe even monthly or annually, you may choose to do this. Um, and I have a couple of examples here, and I'll certainly open up as we have time to others. And if you've got something, so as I'm giving you guys this list, uh, I'll ask you to come off of mute if you have something you want to add to it, because I do want to send this out to the team. Um, I don't do all these, and I certainly don't do all these well, but these came to mind for me. Um, meditating. Uh, going for a walk. Simply being still. Maybe it's listening to music or going for a, a car ride or a bike ride. Maybe it's listening to a podcast. For some of us, it's sleep. Um, I thought about decluttering. I look at my desk here right now going, how can I feel rested when I look at, you know, maybe the state of my desk at the moment? Um, this one I certainly don't do well, but I'm getting better at it. Saying no to things, being overscheduled. Maybe it's a retreat for you um, and maybe your small group or maybe even your family, your spouse. Maybe it's retreating together. Uh, maybe it's a, an opportunity to fast. Um, is a part of that. Some of us, uh, me included, exercise in whatever way that, that may work for you. Um, laughing came to mind. I feel maybe exhausted after that or my, my muscles and my face hurt. Um, and if anybody says your face is killing me, that would be a really bad joke now. But, uh, but sometimes my, you know, my, it hurts, but, but I need that. And for me, I don't know if you guys can do this, but a campfire and a fire pit, I can stare into those flames, which probably for hours just sort of losing myself in it in thought, all of which I think are great ways um, to rest and, and to be restored. Any others that folks go, man, this really works for me and it might uh, work for, for others? I don't know if you said it, but running and soccer, sports, or how I kind of unplug. Yep. You know, sports and coaching is really interesting. It's really hard to do those things and think about work and think about life and think about troubles. It causes you to singularly focus on what you're doing and leave those other things behind. The way our minds work, that's really cool. I like that. Jeff, you may have uh, meant this when you said meditate, but certainly starting your day in prayer, word, meditation, I know for me, and I'm sure I'm not alone, if I don't start right with him, then it just unravels and the day takes off. And uh, Pastor Frank said, 
going to a movie. I think that's a good one to add to the mm. list because you have to disconnect and you can't be on your phone and, and so forth. And it's a good form of entertainment. I, that's good. And, and I, for me, you know, Becky likes all movies. I particularly like those that are sort of um, mindless humor. I've already used a lot of my brain power during the day. And I just like to that, and to that end, I don't think I said but reading, right? I sometimes yeah. like books that have like James Patterson, some content a little off uh, for me. However, short sentences, short chapters in, in, in words that are, you know, probably consumed by a third grader. It's just beautiful for me, those, those readings. So good. Any others before I sort of, uh, before I land us here? This is weird, but mowing the yard for me. Oh, <laughs> yes. I just, uh, for some reason, really can just unplug and something about making lines in, in grass just does it for me. Aaron, I'm so glad you said that. I, Brady and I argued, get this over, who was going to mow the lawn yesterday? And I did the front, he did the back. But as I stare out over it now, those lines, um, oh, beautiful. man, I love that. And if you think about this, I we don't produce anything tangible with what we do at work. I don't think we do. I don't produce anything tangible. The opportunity to look back at manual labor, a, something that's been produced, the lines in the lawn, the cleanliness. I remember years ago, I, the, I, was, I had some anxiety and I, I painted cabinets at home. I took them off in the hardware and I sanded them and I primed them and I painted them. And I looked back at it, you know, after a week of doing this here and there, I had to let it dry between, and the sense of satisfaction, and again, I sort of lost myself leaving the day behind in doing that. So maybe it's building. That's another great one there. Maybe it's doing things with our hands um, and coupling exercise with it too, right, as a part of it. That's good. All right. Well, hey, I'm gonna, Jeff, hey, Jeff I have one thing to add, if I could. Yes. Uh, this may not be with a the theme uh, of rest, but a lot of you are talking about your busy, busy lives with your families and that type of stuff. and. Uh, and that's important to schedule those. But I also, I heard this a lot when our, when our daughters were younger, to enjoy these times because they're going to go by very, very quickly. Mm. And we have a daughter graduating college this weekend, which we're really excited about. But when they're, that empty nest thing, we, mm. I would do, give anything to have those days back because they're wonderful and fun and enjoyable. Mm. And we're, we're very blessed. Our daughter's graduating college in, from D.C., has a full-time job with the Washington Wizards that she's starting in two weeks. And uh, so she's excited about that. So everything's wonderful, but we, my wife and I miss those times of running to the, to the games and, and running to the school events and running. So uh, it's, it's, it's hectic. It's, it can be tiresome, but soak up every moment because it's, it's, they're, they're special times. A lot of from wisdom. Someone, in that. Yeah. From someone that's in a different phase. It's a lot, of, a lot of wisdom. Well, of our man, you just let me think of one last thing. Um, in that busyness, uh, we get to do that. Um, we, we, we may have to, but if you look at it as we get to, we get to run from thing to thing. Um, we get to minister to people, and it may be exhausting sometimes, but what a privilege it is and how God's blessed us with opportunities. And maybe you get to discipline your child or, you know, but, uh, but sometimes just sort of, you know, enjoying those times in the business, Mike, I like it. So three areas. We talked about personally, we talked about with your team, and we talked about at home. And so practical things. Number one, I think at work, personally, we need to schedule in these breaks. We need to build rhythms 
um, intentionally, put those in place so that we get a chance to, um, to rest. Uh, with our teams, I think we need to model it first and foremost. I think if we do that, it'll cascade down uh, to them in seeing that. Um, and I think monitoring your team, being intentional about you know, listening, uh, as Pastor Frank said, are they, are they getting rest and do you need to encourage them to do that? By the way, how refreshing when your supervisor says, hey, why don't you go take a little time, right? That they care about you and you can go do that. Um, and I think about home, partnering with your spouse or, um, or if, you're, if you're dating or, or with your parents, right? Where, whatever situation you're in, um, letting them know that you want to be more intentional about this and holding each other accountable and encouraging one another. And as, uh, as Mike just shared, enjoy that time as well. Don't feel it as a burden, but rather as a privilege or a blessing and know that we get to be in those seasons. So we're a couple minutes over. I'm going to close this now. Lord, thank you for this time this morning. I just, I love the opportunity to learn from uh, the experiences and wisdom of this incredibly loving team. I thank you that we get a chance to share with one another about topics that are so important, not just so that we can do, um, do our work better, Lord, but so that we can live and model our lives after you better. I pray that we would have an opportunity this week to rest. We have a couple days left. Um, and Father, I pray that we would honor the the Sabbath in some way, even for a short time, Lord, and be with our families. I pray for a happy Mother's Day to those moms that are out there. May we serve them well and thank them and allow them to rest uh, on their special day. In Jesus' name, amen.